you're new here, we were in this series called Back to Basics, and I'm just gonna highlight it real quick. And we've got a podcast, uh, the Ethos Church podcast, if you wanna get like the thorough explanation. But Back to Basics is where we're taking basic Christian practices, and we're taking two weeks for each practice. Examples, prayer, Bible, worship, confession, repentance, uh, Sabbath, uh, and right now we're in the word serve, the practice of serving, okay? And for each practice, we break it off into two weeks. The first week, we answer the question of what? What's the question we answer? Why, right? We go, why, why do we do this again? And really, we give a, just a pretty big biblical precedent. Here's where we see it in scripture, and we just kind of relearn, or maybe learn for the first time, why followers of Jesus do these practices. But then the second week, we move into this, this question of what? What's the second question? How, right? We go, how do we actually do it, though? Because if you're like me, you, you, a lot of church experience was this big why sermon, and then leaving in like, man, that felt important. I definitely should do it, and I guess I'll figure it out. You know, and, and so we're going, hey, how do we use this space as like a, as a holy think tank? Yeah, holy, holy think tank. Um, I was hoping that would go over well. Um, as, a, as a place for us to talk with one another, because in Matthew 7, Jesus is going to go, hey, you got two guys. They're building houses on a beachfront. One builds his house on the sand, and one builds his house on the rock. The guy who builds his house on the sand, you know, the storm's going to come, and he's going to realize really quickly sand is not a good foundation. He's the guy that hears my words and does nothing with them, right? That's his life. It'll fall. When the storms come, he won't stand. But the guy that hears my words and obeys them, hearing and doing, his house will stand. Like, that will be his life. And so this whole series is birthed out of going, how can we be a church that doesn't just hear the words, but, but does them, puts them into practice? And so on these how weeks, we really get practical, mind-numbingly practical, okay? So get ready. Um, so talking about serve. Today's going to look a little different, all right? We're gonna, I'm going to do a little bit more teaching on the front end, and then we're going to have a longer think tank on the second half, okay? So I, I just want to preface some things, because you know how much I love prefacing things, all right? So what I realized last week as we were talking through serving, you know, every other practice that we've talked about, when we've gotten practical, the reason we've gotten practical is because so often we would leave them in the spiritual realm, right? So I Bible reading is just about me wanting it more, right? It's rarely about the calendar, my environment, uh, my schedule, blah, 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 blah. We don't, we don't ever go practical with it. We always just go, man, I haven't been wanting it enough. And that's a good question, right? But sometimes external things can help the internal, right? And so every week we get really practical and think about, hey, what about your calendar? What about your environment? What about your physical posture? What about this method? What about that method? And that can be helpful. But what I realized last week is with serving, it flips, Everyone goes practical super quick. My schedule, my capacity, there's a lot of hurt, a lot of need. And you just feel everyone like breathing faster and their chest is getting a little tighter. Like, I don't know how to be a servant to the world. There's too much. I can't do it. I don't do it well. I don't do it right. Even when I try to serve, I don't see the holistic picture. And I'm just the guy that dropped air balloons in here. Air balloons. Air. Hot air balloons in and, and gives like a, a need for like, a, I provide for a need for like a week and then I leave and I don't even do that well. And we just feel overwhelmed. And everything goes practical really fast. And I, as I was hearing that last week, I mean, some of the, the things that were said were like, I don't know how to care in the right way. Uh, I don't know how to make space for it. Who do I serve? How often do I serve? And just all these logistical questions, which is a good instinct. But what I want to remind us for, uh, of today 
is before we get into the practice of serving, we have to remember this is about the posture of a heart, okay? This is a heart thing. We've talked about in each how week about how internal and external can work together, right? Like there's times where you won't feel I love you, but it helps to say it, right? There's times you won't feel I'm sorry, but saying it will kind of help your internal get there. You know what I mean? This is that moment where Peter hears Jesus say, hey, cast your nets out. And Peter goes, let me give you a glimpse into my internal heart right now, okay? We've been doing this all night. We've caught nothing. But because you said so, I'll do it, right? That's a moment where Peter goes, externally, I'm gonna act because you just said so. That's a good form of obedience. I don't feel like it, but externally, I'm gonna do it. Then the fish come and then internally catches up, right? Um, But this is one of those conversations where if I had to guess, all of us might be ready externally to get our hands busy. But if we just go to the practice without having our hearts postured well, what we end up being is legalistic, is stressed out, is feeling our lack of capacity, is feeling our empathy running out, is feeling our, just our lack, our lack, our lack, and we're wore out and we're overwhelmed and then we're like, why God, why, what's going on? And so what I wanna remind us of today is that this is first and foremost about the heart, okay? And I heard someone else uh, last week, he came up and talked to me and he goes, man, I've been serving, but I feel like I've been doing it for the wrong reasons. Should I just like step back for a little bit? And I'm like, also no, no. Like the enemy is so stupid. He'll tell you whatever. As long as you stop serving, it works, right? And so I would say, if you're here like, man, I'm serving, but my heart's been messed up, keep serving and ask God to like come in and like, hey, will you help me like see? Okay, anyway, so um, I wanna remind us that it's for the heart. All right, this is a heart thing that this is us seeing image bearers all around us. And like that video said last week, seeing need, your need is my need. You're an image bearer of God as I am an image bearer. So your need becomes mine. Your problem becomes mine. And I thought of this simple prayer. And if you're a note taker, I'd love for you to write this down. All right. I'm not saying it's like the biggest game changer or anything, but I think it might be helpful. I love simplicity. This is a very simple prayer. If you're going on the heart level, this is hard for me. I get overwhelmed, I feel all the things. Here's just a prayer, it has four parts. The first part is, God, thank you for serving me in Jesus. All right, so that's the first part. This just simply reminds us that Jesus did this first, okay? Jesus did this first unto us. All right, so Jesus did this first unto us on the big picture, like the sin level, right? He took our problem on his own, right, and, and, and gave us redemption, right? But he also very practically demonstrated this. So he took care of the big, the big issue he served us in taking on our sin, but also he demonstrated over and over again how to be a servant on a lot of different levels, okay? So God, thank you for serving me in Jesus. Second part of the prayer, thank you for giving me your spirit, okay? This is really important that we remember this. So Jesus is fully God, fully man. Jesus is amazing because both of those are true. And it's really important we remember he was fully man. So for for the fully man side of Jesus to become a servant to all, regardless of response, regardless of status, is remarkable. And the Holy Spirit that Jesus has, he gives to us. It's called the spirit of truth or the helper, right? So it's important to remember, Jesus, you did this first. And the same spirit 
operating in you, you've given to me. That's really big, all right? There were days where I'm sure Jesus was tempted to feel completely overwhelmed by how much need was, what at, was, at, was at his front door, okay? So God, thank you for serving me. And Jesus, thank you for giving me your spirit. Part three, thank you for rooting my identity in you. I'm a child of the king. This conversation can become an assessment so fast. You feel like you're good enough, you're not good enough, you, you nailed it, you didn't nail it, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's just, a, hey, I'm a child of the king. Like, any good parent watches a kid try something and inevitably they don't get it perfect. And any good parent goes, okay, let's, let's get back, let's do it again. Like, I love you. You falling off the bike did not dictate whether or not I still called you son or daughter. Like, like your ability to obey me at four years old, it, like there may be some like conversation, correction, some discipline, but it doesn't dictate my love for my child, right? That's what a healthy parent, that's how that would work. So I think it's important for us to remember in this conversation, where if you're like me, you can just quickly feel the assessment side of it that your identity is rooted in God as a child of the king, okay? So that's part three. And then part four, give me the heart of a servant today. This is that take me from not just hearing, but doing. Like my identity's in you. You've done this first. You've given me your spirit. Will you help me lean into this, this, this like servant heart today? Give me the heart of a servant today. Loving my neighbor as myself, okay? More prefacing. You might already be doing this on a few different levels already. And I think that never comes to our brains. When we go, hey, we're gonna talk about serving today. And the first thing you think is addition. I'm not doing it. No way. That's okay. What I gotta, what do I gotta do? What's the thing? What's getting added to my life? And I'm not promising there won't be some addition, some things that, that you're gonna add into your life, some things that maybe you'll take away to, to make room. But I do wanna say, you, we have, if you follow Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit, there's a really good shot you are doing this like on some level. And so um, I just think it's important we understand that we're not talking about something we've just never done or aren't doing, that with your friends, with your family, in the community, that, that you, you have the spirit of Jesus, the servant in you. And there's a good chance you're already doing this. What's important about today is that we simply have open hands, okay? Today, what I feel is we're looking at awareness and then how does that awareness turn into action? And so today, let's just really let our hearts be aware. Just open hands in our posture today, okay? All right, keep moving. Let's get practical for a little bit, and then we'll go into our holy think tank. And that, that'll only be called that today at the nine. Um, so this is a really, it's a VIP thing here. Um, so uh, we've got a, a few questions. This is gonna be on the, uh, now we're getting practical, okay? Um, all right, who do you serve, okay? Where does this play out? right? Family, great start. Your family, right? Who you're immediately around, who you grew up with, who you're close to. Uh, number two, community, neighbors, friends. I just see all these minds being blown right now. Oh my gosh. Family, community. Uh, this, now I'm about to give you a list. The hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, the prisoner, the poor, the widow, the orphan, the sick, the marginalized. Hang with me. What levels does this happen on? All right? There's levels to this, as some rappers say. Have you guys? 
what levels does this happen on? I got four for you. One is person to person, all right? That's, that's one level, just individual to individual. This can be intentional, this can be as you go. An example of this, your spouse, your friend, I have a friend that basically lives on the streets, we hang out, it's semi-spontaneous, semi-intentional, depending on the season. That's a one-on-one, person-to-person, that's, that's one of my guys that I try to take on this posture with, okay? I'm not saying that with any kind of way, I'm just trying to give practical examples, all right? So person-to-person. Number two is person-to-people, all right? So uh, an example of this would be, uh, we have someone on staff at Marathon, one of our campuses, uh, her name's Nana, and she feels really called by the Spirit to the Kurdish community, all right? There's, a, there's more Kurdish refugees in Nashville than anywhere else in the United States, and she feels drawn to the Kurdish community. That'd be an example of a, a people, right? Um, so there's, there's a few different families that she's with. Also, you'll feel an ebb and flow between all of these. Um, this is the neighborhood, whatever else. Uh, the third level would be person to places, all right? And the way I would say this is as people come and go from the place, you're still at the place. The people can interchange, but this is the place. An example of this, right, would be Muriel Wasby at Aiken Elementary School, right? She's not tied to like the third graders and then, the, and then when they get to fourth and fifth and she just keeps following them, she's tied to like Aiken Elementary School, right? Or, or the mission or some nonprofit, like that's, that's a place. As we have this conversation, you might go, man, I feel called to this place, specifically, all right? No matter who's moving in and out of there, the local YMCA, whatever. Shout out YMCA, Sarah, all right. Um, and then number four, person to policies, all right? This is, when you're, this is when you're on kind of the government level. You go higher to take care of those who society has deemed lower. Does that make sense? I don't know a lot about this realm or even how to talk about it, but I know people that are very active in this and I can tell you who they are and I will give you their email, all right? Um, but person to policies, right? I mean, this, this is um, very Twitter vibes. You'll see this on Twitter a lot, like sign this or, or come to this thing or you know, like we're trying to make a change. You know, it's, it's big picture. It's going up, up high to take care of those who are down low. All right. Now, as I went through this, okay, I said family, community, hungry, thirsty, stranger, prisoner, poor, widow, orphan, sick, marginalized, what level, person to person, person to people, person to places, person to policies, and if you're like me, you're like, okay, can't. <laughs> and you do like the crazy person laugh, like, that's great. <laughs> and you just melt onto the floor, and it's just awful. Um, I gave you too much ground to cover, right? That's what just happened. None of you went, okay, orphan, yep, yep, right there. But the widow, yeah, 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 sick, oh, got one of them. Right. And you just like mapped it all out. Here's my person, here's my place, here's my people, here's my policies I'm working on, I go on Saturdays, like it, it didn't happen, right? If anything, you just felt like that's too much to cover. And, and no one in the church setting, I don't think, ever says, hey, do all of this right now, right? I don't think anyone ever says that. But also no one's ever said, hey, you don't have to do all of this right now, all right? You have a lifetime, to lean in as the Holy Spirit leads you day by day, right? And so it leaves us in this like nebulous, weird, hard to get our hands on like place of, I, just, I, I don't know, I don't know what to do. And I think it's really important we understand that the, the Holy Spirit is going to reveal, is going to, is the light into our path, the lamp into our feet. I think that's how the saying goes, it's about the Bible, but, but the Holy Spirit is gonna lead us in this. And I saw this Instagram post last week and dare I say, this felt divine. I don't know if that's even allowed on Instagram stories, but I think it was. It said, 
um, it started thanking people. And it was like this huge paragraph. And each sentence was a little bit different, but like the one before. It was like, hey, to all the people who knitted clothes together for the local orphanage, but did nothing uh, to take care of the homeless, thank you. To everyone who uh, took care of this thing, but didn't take care of the water crisis in Michigan, thank you. To everyone who did this, but didn't do this, thank you. And what it was saying was, hey, there's a lot of stuff in the world, but to everyone doing their one or two things, that's great. Because we live in a world where we can take all of care of all the problems in the world via Twitter, but if you're actually gonna give your life to something, right, you learn very quickly, I can't give my life to a whole lot. Unless I just wanna give my life to doing really bad things all the time. I just wanna do really bad at a lot. Who wants that, right? Like, that's not great. But what you learn in life is it's, it's actually better to be really good, really focused on a few things, right? And so I think this conversation is about going, where has God like illuminated your heart? Where has he put your little pocket? Like, where has he put you? What's in front of you? And how can you just do that well and posture your heart well and step into that well? And so instead of going, like the, the, I think the first thing that comes to our mind in this conversation for a lot of us is homeless people. Homeless people, people that don't live in a home, right? I think I'm trying to work on that language, not homeless. People that don't have shelter, that don't have a reliable place to stay every single night, right, are image bearers, correct? They're image bearers of God. The church should care for those people, correct? In fact, it's instructed, it's explicit in scripture, right? Yes, of course, right? But should all of us individually feel the weight equally to go and do something about it? I, I'm, I don't know. I, 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 you, I bet you're ready for like a really clear answer. I don't have one, but... But I, I don't know. I don't think so, though. I think some people, God has went, I, I want you to give your life to this. And other people, it's going, hey, as you go, just listen to my spirit. Like Good Samaritan vibes, right? We're not going to get legalistic and go, no, I don't care about home. I, I, don't, I don't care about it at all, so I, sorry, I can't help you. I, it's not my calling. That's not what we're doing here. But we are going, hey, you don't have to feel this super heavy weight all the time that typically leads to guilt, shame, and inactivity, Right? And so this conversation is about where is God like illuminating your heart and how can you step into it? Am I making sense right now? If you feel how ambiguous this is, it's because it is ambiguous. It's hard to talk through, but I wanna, hope, I wanna help unlock our hearts. So Ephesians 2, verse 10. Um, actually, I wanted to read that. Oh, the Bible's right here and it's open to Ephesians 2.10. Um, all right, this is Ephesians 2.10. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, this is key, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, I wanna be careful. I don't wanna like, stretch Ephesians 2.10 too far, but here's what this put on my heart for this week. We have been created for good works. God prepared them for us before we got here. It was there, right? And it's not all the same. We do not have me and Joe and Darcy and Scott, we're not all on the same path. They're not all the same works. There's different works for each of us. Do we, do we agree with that? Like that God has unique paths for all of us. And if this is true, I believe that in the conversation about taking on the posture of a servant, as we get practical, that God has put people in places on your heart, whether you know it or not. 
and that he is going to lead you to those places. And so for today, what I wanted to do was give us a chance first individually to dream with God, to just ask God. If you've ever went, man, I just never take time to slow down and be aware of who's around me. We're gonna do that right now. Now listen, it's cloudy, it's kind of muggy, it's kind of warm. This is nap weather. So if you need to stand up and move around, if you need to get to a different chair because you're in a row and you're all tight and it's kind of hard to be transparent and real with God if you're just around people, please, please do that. Move around, all right? Don't just stay there if you don't want to. But I, I wanna give us a couple questions and we're gonna take like 10 to 15 minutes by ourselves to reflect on this and to just ask God. All right, and if you're at prayer gathering a few weeks ago, you heard this. Um, so this is what he was putting on my heart for today. Um, but uh, so the, the questions I wanna ask us, all right? Twofold, who and why and where and why? It's technically four questions, but two. Who and why and where and why? I'm gonna give us 15 minutes to go, God, I don't know if you know this, you can dream with God. You can ask open-ended questions with God and listen and he will... I, he will get those creative juices going. And this is a safe spot to dream too big, to have ideas that will never work, but they sound amazing, and to, to be too bold. This is the space to do it, okay? So if God puts something on your heart, write it down, remember it. Don't just dismiss it as like, that's, that's silly, that will never work. This is the time to write that stuff down, okay? So who and why? So God, are there people who are already in my path that you have just given me a heart for, and maybe I'm already serving them on a certain level. Are you calling me deeper? What's that look like? Or are there people that I'm already seeing, I'm already talking to, but I haven't yet taken this posture of a servant, I haven't yet like went deeper with them, what are you calling me to? Or are there people that I'm not in their path yet? I don't go to these, I, I, I don't see them, I, but I know you've called me to them, right? That would be a part of my story. I have, I have people that I'm like, I'm not there yet, but I'm pretty sure you are like, pulling me to, to these people, like for real, for real, for real. Three times to make sure you understand it's for real, right? So, so just take time to go, God, is there anybody? And I, what I think some of you will find out as you just stop for a second, you've been noticing. You didn't know you were noticing, but they keep crossing you right here. They just keep running across your brain and you just keep going through your day. But when you sit down for a second, you go, oh, wait, I think you're pointing them out to me. I think like you're asking me to like go deeper in this, in this area. Or maybe you go, God, what are the places that you're putting on my heart? And why is that? So these may be places you already go. And when God, do you have me here for a bigger reason? Am I not just working here right now? Is there more to it than this? Do I not just drive by this place on my way home every day? Is there more to it than that? Because every time I notice it and I feel it, but I don't even think about it. Do you have something for me here? You know what I'm saying? And just asking God why. Or going, God, is there a place that I've never thought of that you're calling me to, that I've just never slowed down to listen to? And then ask why. And as you're praying and you're reflecting and you're thinking, start writing down ideas. And if this is uncomfortable, if brainstorming like with God by yourself is weird, I just ask you to give it a try today. Just go for it. And if it's not panning out the way you hoped it would and it just feels weird and boring, just pray or worship or walk outside and then come back after about 15 minutes, okay? But I would really ask you to do this. This can be a powerful place when we give the Holy Spirit permission to like just brainstorm with us, to just give us ideas, okay? And so for the next like 15, that's what we're gonna do. I really, I really wanna urge you to, to get a pen and paper or to get a phone, walk around, spread out. We're gonna play music and, and just brainstorm. God, who are the people that you are leading me to take on the posture of a servant to? 
to lower myself, to take on their needs as my needs, take on their problems as my problems. This is in the family realm, the friend realm, the city realm, all right? This is, this is all over. Does that make sense? I know it's a weird thing when someone is just gonna give you, just tell you to go for it in the middle of a Sunday gathering, but that's what we're about to do, okay? Is this, is this cool? We ready? All right, so we'll play some music um, eventually. I don't know, I didn't tell anyone we were gonna do that, but we'll play some music, and uh, in about 15, I'm gonna come back up, and, and then uh, we'll go to communion and, and worship, all right? So brainstorm, God, who and why, where and why? Hey, thank you guys for, uh, for participating in this. As I was sitting back there, I was just thinking about the trajectory of Sundays like this. So like trajectory meaning, you know, hey, what does a habit like this repeated over and over again lead to in a year, into five years, into 10 years? And I'm like, what we're doing right now that feels foreign, one day will feel very normal. And, and we're, we're becoming a church that goes, hey, the preaching can stop and then I can participate fully in obedience with the Lord and, like, and listening to the Holy Spirit. And, and like, what if this became a place for you? And I remember when I was at Ruby that one Sunday and God put this dream in my heart and I had the space to be still and listen. I wrote it out. And then three years later, this is, this is where I'm at. And I remember where it started. And I'm just like, I'm in love with the trajectory of, of this thing. And so um, I'm just telling you that. And, and then uh, secondly, what we're doing right now is we're gonna, we're gonna circle up in just a second and we're gonna have a very brief share time and then we'll go into communion and worship. But what we're doing right now in a group, we're gonna name our intentional places of serving, what God brought up in our intentional realm. The as you go, servant heart, is that Samaritan parable. When, when the guy goes, Jesus, who is my neighbor? And he tells a story of guys on their way from point A to probably point B of intentional serving, seeing a man beaten up and dying on the road and going, I'm too busy going to my place of intentional serving to do this like spontaneous thing. And that's where the, the posture of the heart's important, okay? So I just wanna make sure we understand what we're doing. We're gonna circle up and talk about, hey, where, where God put some intentional places in your heart, but the, the servant heart, the posture, really comes into play with the as you go, if that makes sense. God, that may not be tied up nice and neatly. So let's circle up into groups of three to five, all right, no more than five, and just briefly share, hey, what are some things you were brainstorming? And we'll do this for like five minutes, we'll go into communion, we'll worship, but right now, Find some people you haven't met yet, circle up with them in a group of three to five and just share. What are some things that were on your heart? And IDK is an appropriate answer. If you go, I don't know yet, I'm not ready, that's okay, you can pass. But right now, let's circle up chairs, groups of three to five, and let's just share. If you don't know someone, introduce yourself briefly. We're gonna go for a literal five to six minutes. So go ahead and dig in to the questions.